Thank you for joining Gen X Midwest, where the topics range from anything to everything, from worldwide headlines to regional news, weird folklore and Missouri history, and just daily gripes. I'm here with my co-host, Joe. You can find our shows on many podcast platforms, including our hosting site, Buzzsprout. Then there's Apple, Spotify, and Amazon, just to name a few. Whichever your preferred podcast platform, please subscribe and share. Absolutely. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Gen X Midwest, and on Twitter at Natalie and Joe, Gen X Midwest. And if you want to contact us, you can message us on either of those platforms, or you can email us at GenXMidwest at gmail.com. Gmail.com. That's right. I think I speak for both of us and probably many of our listeners when I say sometimes you just got to take a break from the news. Yes. It's like we need to stay informed, but sometimes you just need a break for your own mental health. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to try to help you escape a little bit with some more Missouri history and folklore. I absolutely 100% agree with you on that. And I think if you stay in that kind of negativity too long, you'll probably fall to the left. In uh, to the left, to the left. Is that figuratively or All literally? All the nuts are on the left. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Mm-hmm. See, I got my... That's why I don't sing. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm glad we are revisiting some history and folklore. Definitely enjoy this subject. You know, it seems as you're out driving around visiting some of these places that you can kind of pick up on what kind of places these are. And I know there's some places that I couldn't get out of there fast enough. But with that being said, what do you got? Well, a story that I found on OnlyInYourState.com, and I enjoy those sites, and I think you can look up any state. They have it on Only In Your State, but again, we're from Missouri, so you're going to get Missouri. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, what I found was the Limp Mansion, which hosts a mystery dinner theater, and I've always wanted to go to one of those. Yeah, me too. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the Golden Girls, and so one of my absolute favorite episodes is where they went to a murder mystery dinner theater. So, I mean, you can imagine how fun that was. But anyway, the Limp Mansion is located at uh, 3322 Deminal Place. I'm probably not pronouncing this stuff right, but anyway, it's in St. Louis, and it was once owned by St. Louis brewer William Lemp and was purchased by Richard Pointer in 1973 and has been operated by the Pointer family as the Limp Mansion Restaurant and Inn and currently operates as such, and they even continue to do the Murder Mystery Dinner Theater. Uh, many people pl- flock there and to see if they can observe something creepy, and it's a 19th century mansion that's said to be one of the most haunted places in America seems like Missouri has a few of those. Yeah. So uh, it's based on several suicides, other deaths within the Limp family as this house. Uh, the building is said to be haunted by several of their spirits. Uh, the attic was supposed to have been haunted by a monkey-faced boy, and okay. I put that in quotes <laughs> because it, it, it's highly offensive. But that's what they called it at that time. And uh, this person was actually the illegitimate son of William Lemp Jr., and he had been hidden away to avoid disgrace to the scandal of being born of an affair, and he had been born deformed, and actually it was with Down syndrome. Gotcha. 
So again, I mean, I don't know that I give really too much credence to hauntings, demonic entities, yes, but um, anyway, that's a separate topic for another time. But however, the history and the scandals behind these places are what's really fascinating to me. Yeah, and I the mystery, the murder mystery dinner, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Unless it turned into Clue or something, then I, I don't want to die. Well, it's kind of like that. Is it? Yeah. I mean, that movie always kind of, it was kind of cool to, to watch and just think to be in some sort of atmosphere that way. I think it would be kind of cool. I yeah. Think maybe road trip. And, yeah, and I'm glad <laughs> that you mentioned that movie because that's actually one of my favorite movies, too. Yeah, I love it. And yeah. what, what was that one guy's name? Tim or whatever? The, Burton. The, Tim Burton. The, the host guy? He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, and since starting our podcast here, um, I've been paying a lot more attention to the headlines and the histories and weird things, and I didn't realize that Missouri has such a huge amount of caves. Did you know... That they're saying that there's 6,300 caves that are registered in the state of Missouri. Really? Right. And it makes you wonder of how much they may have done this underground stuff. Who knows? Missouri's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. But they also had a lot of, they have a lot of, we have a lot of castles. Mm-hmm. And then there's no shortage of crazy. That's for sure. Right. So staying in St. Louis. Oh, again, St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. All right. I didn't realize some of the craziness that did happen there. Uh, St. Louis sits on top of approximately 127 caves just Hmm. there. Wow. The ground is comprised of mostly limestone and shell, and St. Louis is referred to as the Mound City. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. This is my history lesson for the day. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, But the Hopewell Indians settled in St. Louis and part of Illinois, and they built mounds for homes. So that's why they called it the Mound City. And then, uh, but there has been a lot of death and tragedy in St. Louis. There was a fire in 1849 that burned 15 blocks and 400 buildings. Mm. The same year, there was the cholera. 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 Okay, what was it? Cholera. Cholera epidemic, and it killed almost 10% of the population at that time. Mm-hmm. It is also su- suspected that the source was possibly from a pond that was beneath Union Station, where people would hang out, as well as wash their clothes. And then in 1896, the third deadliest tornado in U.S. history touched down in or near St. Louis, killing hundreds and injuring thousands. In 1927, the 24th deadliest tornado in U.S. hit in U.S. history hit St. Louis, killing 79, injuring 550. Mm. In 1959, again, St. Louis was hit by yet another tornado. That was the 66th deadliest one, killing wow. 21, injuring 345. And in 1993, there was a huge flood that covered nine states, and 50 were killed, 70,000 evacuated, 50,000 homes destroyed, and a large part of St. Louis was underwater. And there were at least five gangs who lived there during the Prohibition. And there were gang-style executions that took place within the city. And there is so much that can be said of St. Louis, all of which can't be covered here now. But it, it wasn't all bad, but it definitely wasn't all good. Mm-hmm. But I did find one thing interesting, and that was about Union Station. Have you been to St. Louis? Have you ever been up around St. Louis? I have just a few times. I've got to go a couple, and we walked down to, like, they call it the landing. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then we walked down the other way to Union Station, and it's just massive in there. And they, Hmm. they got all kinds of cool stuff in there. But it was built in 1894. And as I made mention of earlier, it was it was built over a pond. It hmm. was a meeting place for many, built of Indiana limestone. 
and it was once known as the largest train terminal in the world. It was closed down as a train terminal in 78, reopened in 85, uh, housing retail shops, restaurants, event spaces, and just a place where people could look into the history. Hmm. There are reports of Union Station being haunted. These reports include a shadow guy around the fudge factory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not haunt a fudge factory? I want some fudge. There you go. Even in the afterlife. I wonder if he travels to Uranus. Oh, Lordy. There is. (laughs) It's up there. It's on the way. I drove by it when I had to go to... I can't, I can't ever get anybody to stop. Maybe we'll do that on our travels. We should just because we went, so we could say we went to Uranus to get yeah. fudge. Best fudge comes from Uranus. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Uh, also, they report a white lady who appears around the balcony overlooking the Grand Hall. And then there was a story of a man named Ed Post who murdered his wife, Julie, in the bathtub of the hotel room they were staying in. Hmm. There are a lot of reports of hauntings around St. Louis, and it is believed it is because of the place being built on top of the limestone, and possibly because of the crazy things that took place there, just like a residual type deal, because St. Louis was a hub for not good stuff. Mm-hmm. I figured um, so. But paranormal investigators all throughout the board, they believe that limestone attracts the paranormal, and I'm sure... That there is a nice big concoction of things that makes St. Louis pretty crazy. Hmm. So there's your St. Louis history for today. Yeah, just right in our backyard. Right? Well, that's pretty cool stuff. I'm going to have to... There's several things in that that I want to look up and just kind of learn more about, you know. Mm-hmm. But, and, I mean, and hopefully with what we're doing, we can just kind of get you digging. Yeah. Right. I know I want to dig some more now. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, once again, only in your state. That's my go-to. <laughs> this is a little bit more recent. Anybody ever heard of a man by the name of Cornelius Michael Anderson? I have not. I had not either until I stumbled across this article. Um, this man was given a 13-year sentence for armed robbery in the year 2000. But the state of Missouri forgot to put him in prison. <laughs> I, you know, this is before the legalization of marijuana, so there's really no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) What did you hide under the the bench or something? (laughs) I, I'm not sure. I, I don't even really know how that could have happened. No, because don't they have to like handcuff him and put him in a cell? Yeah, and there's tons of paperwork to go through. I mean, I. I I don't get it, but uh, apparently, I mean, true story, uh, Missouri forgot the prosecutor, whoever, they forgot to put him in prison. Their mistake wasn't discovered until 13 years later. That's insane. When it came, you know why they discovered it? Because he, like I said, he was sentenced for 13 years. So 13 (laughs) years later, it came time for his release. It's like, okay, where's Mr. Anderson? There is no Mr. Anderson here. <laughs> There's just... I don't... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, and what happened, what, you know, why he was uh, arrested in the first place, he was a companion, or he and a companion robbed Burger King manager at gunpoint, uh, stole approximately $2,000. 
while he was attempting to deposit the money in a night deposit at a bank. They caught Anderson two months later, hiding out in his girlfriend's apartment. So at his trial, uh, again, he was sentenced to 13 years in prison. He left on a $25,000 bond, and after many appeals, the Supreme Court of Missouri upheld the conviction in 2002. After the ruling, his bond was to have been revoked and Anderson arrested to serve his 13-year sentence. However, unknown errors in communication, imagine that, occurred in the Missouri Department of Corrections believed that he was already in prison. Still, I don't get it. No, because isn't there like uh, a roll call or something? I mean, it's... I mean, I would think so. I mean, I've never been to jail. I've never been in prison. But I've watched the prison movies, and they always have a roll call. Well, and it just... At one of the local jails, there was a guy that went through uh, the line, like the lunch line, and or whatever. It was, it was chow time. He went through three times, impersonating... Somebody else. This this is the same guy, and this isn't even at a prison. <laughs> this is a local <laughs> a local jail, county jail, I'm assuming. I hope that story isn't true, but I have heard that story. I just I don't I don't know. I don't I guess I just don't understand. If you have checks and balances in place, which I'm assuming so, I would hope that there's checks and balances in place in jails and prisons. I mean, I can't how alter my go, parents. Three. <laughs> how do you go this long not knowing you're not there? I don't. I I'm just baffled by this story, and that the the fact that the error wasn't discovered still wasn't discovered in 2004 when Anderson filed another appeal that actually <laughs> stated. That Anderson was not in prison and gave his current address at the time. (laughs) Nothing happened with the appeal. And for the next seven years, Anderson got married. He founded a company. Oh, my gosh. Boated and renewed his driver's license, all using his full name and address. Wow. So I just don't, I don't get it. No, because it's not like it was a couple days or a week. It was the whole entire span of his sentencing before Mm -hmm. they actually figured out he was out. Yeah. I mean, look it up, only in your state. But You uh, know, remember when we were talking about the gun laws? Yeah. And how they're not required to, the states are not required to file... With the the federal oh, background yes, check right. that mm-hmm. someone has a felony, this is how that slips through the cracks right here. Because mm-hmm. this guy was living a normal life and nobody caught it. Yeah, I mean the guy. I mean he established himself, <laughs> and it wasn't apparently wasn't hiding who he was. So, I mean this is all legal stuff. That's insane. Marriage licenses, business licenses. I mean, come on. He probably went to the courthouse that he was sentenced in. 
to get his marriage license. It's like, oh, that name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Can I help you? I mean, I... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, but uh, according to Wikipedia, and Anderson was rearrested and held in Southeast Correctional Center in Missouri, where he later filed a writ of habeas corpus, which is a recourse in law that can be filed when a person believes he or she has been in lawful detention or imprisonment and requests that the court order the custodian of the person, usually prison official, to bring the prisoner to court to determine whether the detention is lawful. So on May 5th, 2014, Anderson was released from prison with credit for time served. Okay. He got married. Oh, that that's his credit for time <laughs> yeah. served. Poor guy. <laughs> Making him a free man with no need for parole. This hearing was held in Charleston, Missouri, with Judge Terry Lynn Brown. As the presiding judge, the hearing began with Anderson's attorney pleading his case by pointing out that Anderson had been his own parole officer since his conviction and that he had rehabilitated himself. I guess that woman whipped him into shape. That's right. When the attorney for the Department of Corrections spoke, he raised little he raised little objection to what Anderson's attorney had said and asked the judge to consider Anderson's good behavior since 2000. <laughs> That's just that one it's hard to wrap any common sense around that one at all whatsoever but yeah as i'm sitting here reading this information i mean you hear me pause because it's like okay did i just say that yeah it's how i mean how the freak does that even happen which i mean i understand that they revoked the bell and somebody probably should should have went and arrested him but nobody went and arrested him nobody put him in prison there was no checks and balances why he was supposed to be there um and there was several times where, I mean, technically, he was turning himself in, and then nobody freaking caught it Are you, until the day he was supposed to be released. Hey, go get him out of that cell that we never confirmed he was in. Called his house. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's just crazy. Uh, yeah. <sighs> but Missouri doesn't lack in crazy and mystery. No, for sure. And it also doesn't lack in cemeteries. But don't be getting any ideas because, you know, we are a right to carry That's state. True. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, because that was just a isolated incident. Yeah. I hope that was an isolated incident and there's none that's ever done that. But thank, thank you, Missouri Correctional System, for putting us on the map with that. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we we like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Mm, so what do you got? <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't top that. I think I said, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be hard to top. But knowing that Missouri doesn't lack in crazy and mystery, like I said, and it also doesn't lack in cemeteries. Uh, which I don't think there's any place that does, really. There's actually more cemeteries than there are liquor stores. You what about churches? That? Oh, yeah, true. It may be a, a close second to the amount of churches. Yeah. And then it makes you wonder why society is the way it is with the amount of churches that we have. Yeah. Um, 
That'd yeah, be well, a good research topic. Yeah, it really would be. Yeah. Maybe truth doesn't... Anyway, let's go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was kind of looking into it a little, and there are some pretty notoriously haunted ones around. And I'm not sure why, other than the witching practices that commonly take place in them, because like you brought up earlier, you're not really dealing with haunting as much as you probably are a bad spiritual mm-hmm. situation. Right. Because it's not the person who died because there is no purgatory. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when people die, they're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, there is something hanging around. There's enough audio-visual proof that there is something. And it's quite possible it is Satan's little minions. Mm -hmm. So, But here's one cemetery with an interesting story. It is Pine Hill Cemetery and Goatman's Grave in St. James which St. James is just a little ways east of Rolla, kind of mm-hmm. not really halfway between Rolla and St. Louis, but it's kind of in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the graves are marked with a single rock with nothing written on them, and some are above-ground graves built by stacking sandstone around the coffins. Oh. Uh, one of the above-ground graves is thought to be that of the goat man, who appears out of nowhere with red glowing eyes and will chase anyone that he comes across. It said he can only catch you on terrain that isn't paved because his hooves will slip. (coughs) (laughs) Okay. So like we were talking about, if you go over to England, stay on the path. Stay away from the moors. Yeah. And the the werewolf can't get you. Yeah. Just like the goat man with his hooves. Which if you've seen a deer try to get across the highway, you'll see, you'll understand what we're talking about here. Yeah. And I mean, we had horses and trying to ride a horse across a highway was scary. Yeah. Cause it Very scary. Slippery. So yeah. just stay on the paved mm-hmm. road and you'll be good. Yeah. <clears throat> Many say that when visiting there, they have problems with electronics and cameras experiencing unusually fast battery drain. They see shadow people darting around. Lightheadedness, uneasiness, and a constant swirling wind in their ears. Hmm. Some don't actually see the goat man, but hear hooves hitting the ground and the cry of a goat. Some say they see an apparition of a police officer who appears out of nowhere and then disappears just as quickly. Some have reported being chased by a phantom car, then it just disappears. And Hmm. this is just one of the many cemeteries I come across, and we may be able to share some more in the future. But, you know, we've talked about personal experiences before, and some of these things seem a little out there, but I have some personal experiences that people would totally think I was on something. (laughs) Um, But I absolutely know what I have experienced, and it was real. Mm -hmm. So maybe one of these days we can share some of our personal experiences. Yeah, I've had a few experiences that uh, were just, there's no explanation for it. No. But it yeah. was absolutely real. Yeah. I mean, I know what I experienced. I know what I felt. And saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I know what I heard. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I've got some stories that will put those to shame. Because mm-hmm. you can't even get on the pavement with my stories. Mm. <laughs> the goat man. The goat man. It's like uh, the pig man. Yeah, the pig man. That thing's weird. That looks bizarre. Yeah. Just even the artist depictions look I don't know. That's just some weird, weird stuff. Makes you want to eat bacon. (laughs) Maybe not. Come here, pig man. (laughs) I got breakfast ready. I'm just missing one element. Bacon. Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. 
Well, once again, we're going to thank you for joining us on Gen X Midwest, and we encourage everyone to get to know their state. You never know what you might find. That's right. Thank you. And we we really do appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully, we're able to get you interested in looking at the history that makes your states unique. And we can assure you there is probably plenty you can find and have some very interesting conversations with folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be able to make your own family table game. You just never know. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But anyway. Until next time. Check, check you, you later. later.